0: Welcome to this episode of The Good Fork with host Diana Edelman of Vegans Baby. We're bringing you interesting conversations, interesting people with a plant-based twist. Hello. On today's episode of The Good Fork, I'm chatting with plant-based protein expert Danny O'Malley. He's the founder and president of Before the Butcher, a leading provider of plant-based burgers and other meat alternatives. Right now, you can check out his meats on the new vegan menu at Evil Pie if you happen to be in Las Vegas. Danny's company was among the first to bring meat look-alike and taste-alike products to the growing number of consumers concerned about the negative effects of meat production and consumption on animal welfare, climate change, and human health. He's also an international speaker on plant-based proteins, one of the fastest growing categories in the food space. Thank goodness. Enjoy this episode. All right. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Good Fork. I have with me today Danny O'Malley, the founder of Before the Butcher. It is a plant-based meat company that's doing some amazing, amazing things. Danny, thank you so much for being on today. How are you?
1: Oh, I am doing good. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Oh, of course. So um, I'm very familiar with Before the Butcher. I know. I believe Evil Pie Um, it uses your product, and I've tried it before on a couple other pizzas. Um, how did, but tell people a little bit about your company.
1: Yeah, I, I sure will. I, I've uh, For myself, actually, I'll start with that story. I've, I've been in the, the segment of plant-based meats uh, probably before they really got known as plant-based meats. So I, I started uh, with Beyond Meat. Uh, about six years ago, worked for them for a few years, and then broke away and started before the butcher in September of 2017. And my my focus at that time was to produce uh, products. At that time, it was very scarce, the type of what I call plant-based meats on the market. It was really um, uh, the Beyond products uh, and and more focused on on what they were doing going forward, which eventually was the beyond burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we hit the market really quickly in uh, late 2017, 2018, actually in food service with eight different SKUs, so we, we didn 't come up with, with just one product. We had a whole bunch of products. We had beef tips, chicken chunks and, and Italian grounds and regular grounds, and everything uh, uh, you know 100 percent plant-based, gluten free non-gmo uh and i was just really fortunate to secure a great team around me and uh r d team and and help develop the company really quite quickly because we we went from ground zero in september of 2017 to launching into food service uh, in Southern California in April of
0: 2018. Wow. And yeah, yeah, really
1: quickly, and that's what—that's what eight different items, which is even oh my crazier.
0: Gosh. You never
1: know how crazy you are until you do something. I didn't realize that uh, trying to come up with that many uh, products at one time was kind of a crazy thing to do. <laughs> it's, you know, you know, when, when you're when you're not used to doing things specifically, you don't realize how crazy it is until you until you do it or until t- somebody tells me or yeah. tells you and, and nobody told me. So I just went and did it. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, did you, did you sleep at all during this time?
1: I, I honestly, I don't know if I'm, I'm sleeping at this time. So uh, <laughs> fair. So, you know, I'm pushing, uh, what three years now with before the butcher. And, uh, if I get a full eight hours of sleep, that that's, that's a miracle. That doesn't happen <laughs> very often because my mind doesn't stop. I, I was up at four o'clock this morning. <sighs> I don't know hours. why. But I was, <laughs> I and, mean, and and then of course you start thinking about all kinds of things. So.
0: Oh yeah, your brain swirls.
1: Oh, it's so. it's crazy. <laughs> but but anyways, it, it, regressing a little bit. In uh, April of 2018, we launched into food service. By uh, October of 2018, we were nationwide. We we had distribution, national distribution, in food service by October of 2018. So within six months, wow. which is I've spent most of my career in food service in different aspects of the food service industry, including restaurants and distribution and working with brokers. Uh, I, I've never seen it happen that quickly before, but we were in the pocket at the right time. And yeah. you know, we certainly had some really, and we still have some really, really great, great products. Um, as we moved into um, 2019, are we already in 2019? My gosh, I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, we launched in, we launched our burger. Our uncut burger yeah uh, and um, you know uh, you know at that point in time we were the third so beyond was out yep with their burger and impossible with their burger mm-hmm. and no com- competitors at all for them we launched into food service and of course we got crushed very quickly <laughs> and we we learned uh, uh, we learned to have to scale up very very quickly unfortunately yeah. we had some really great partners working with us to make that happen um, and then really our MO uh, it, at that point in time and going forward is to provide variety that our competitors don't. Um, and so we, we have uh, four different patties today. We have our uncut, the original uncut burger, mm-hmm. 100% plant-based, gluten-free and non-GMO. We also okay. have our uncut savory chicken burger, uncut roasted turkey burger, and then our uncut award-winning uncut breakfast sausage, Oh, amazing product that we won the, the Fabby Award in 2019 at the Food and Beverage Innovation Award from the National Restaurant Association.
0: Oh, congratulations. So really, That's huge. Oh, thank
1: you. It, it, it was so exciting for us at, at, to, to win that award and, and be able to kind of stand out in the industry of what uh, continues to be a very young and uh, exploding industry, as you know. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, that that takes you up into uh, 2019, and uh, in late last year, in October of last year, we launched into retail. So we are now in uh, about 750 retail locations in various spots. Uh, very heavy in Southern California, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and including Whole Foods. We are expanding throughout Whole Foods in the Sopac division. Congratulations. Uh, we just landed in Henderson Whole Foods out there in uh, Las Vegas area. Oh,
0: you're in the winning Green, Green Valley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, good to know because I was wondering where I could get it here, other than like going to Evil Pie. Very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we're we're the, we're actually in, there. There are several places in in Las Vegas when uh, when the food service operators open back up. If if you go to uh, Mandalay Bay, um, they've got a couple of uh, restaurants in there that that carry our products as well, including. Um, I think it's called Las Vegas Pizza or something oh, sli- like that. Oh, slice, of Vegas. Slice of Vegas uh-huh. and who songs? Yep, over there. Yep, they, they carry a bunch of our products actually over there. They uh, were actually—they're
0: huge. They've got a. Their menus are really, really big. They were some of the first restaurants in Vegas to have those massive vegan menus too. That's it's awesome that you're on there.
1: And they are so supportive of us. Yeah. I, I've been—I've known those guys for um, umpteen years, and they've been very supportive when I started Uncut. And I said, "Hey guys, I'm starting this." They said, "Danny, everything you've got, when you've got it, bring it to us. We want to take a look at it." And and they're they're using uh, several of our products at at this point in time. So, and, and there's numerous other restaurants. Well, I'll tell you the easy f- way to find us is to, to go to our website and go to our restaurant locator page and, and you can see where we are in various parts of the country. We have trouble keeping up and, and getting everybody on there, but we try our best to do that.
0: That's a good problem to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's been really exciting uh, getting into retail. Um, uh, Like I said, this month, we are expanding uh, into 59 Whole Foods locations, including Henderson. Wow. Um, uh, We are expanding into Bristol Farms here in Southern California. We're in um, Central Market in Texas. We're in Mario's in the Chicago area, Strack and Ventil in Indiana. Uh, We're in Pick and Save and Metro Market in Wisconsin. So we're in the Midwest. We've done fairly good fairly well in the midwest and we continue to expand so we're we're really excited about the opportunity in retail in addition to what we're doing in food service
0: yeah so okay tell me this what goes into creating plant-based meats like how do you do it
1: well you know if i told you that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well let's go more towards like the scientific side of it like you assembled a team and Uh you had i'm guessing you had a, a food scientist on there with you that is correct. Okay, and so how do you how do you go about doing it? How many different renditions do you try and combinations and oils and things to make it this this, this plant based burger that you see today?
1: Well, um, I'll tell you, depending on the product, of course, and, and what we're developing and how complicated it is. Now, the burgers are fairly complicated; those yeah. those are not easy. Uh, products to develop. Why it took so many years after Beyond an Impossible came out with theirs for others to do the same thing? Um, so uh, for us to get our burger, I'm gonna see it took us <laughs> at least twenty five versions.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: But listen, listen to this. Okay. So Beyond an Impossible spent uh, upwards of uh, probably. Uh, and this is a random guess. Two to three years, maybe yeah. longer, to develop their burgers. Mm-hmm. We did our burger from start to finish in less than six months.
0: And how many people were on your team to get to accomplish this?
1: Well, on our R and D team developing that product specifically, we had um, one, two, three, three people.
0: Wow. So tell me, can can you? T- I mean, obviously, I don't have the ingredients in front of me, but what are what are the main ingredients of that burger?
1: So the the base of our burger is a a non-GMO soybean. So that's the base. Uh, And then we use Expeller Press uh, canola oil. We use a a refined coconut oil. So they're all clean products. Everything's non-GMO. And and then we have a variety of, the the best way for me to describe it is really a variety of of flavor blends uh, to come up with a flavor that's similar to beef. We also use uh, beet juice for the coloring. Okay. And that gives it, uh, you know, the reddish color.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we use a, a natural beet juice in, in there as well. So uh, the burger is actually fairly simple when it comes to coloring uh, and, and uh, comes to the, the natural flavorings that we use. There, there, we don't have a lot of ingredients in our burger unless you were to break out the seasonings per se. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's fairly simple. The, the, the biggest challenge to making the burger is the complexity and the timing, and the heating and cooling to mix it and create a product that will actually bind together and have a bite, chew, and texture yeah. similar to uh, a, an animal-based uh, protein or beef burger uh, that many people are uh, used to eating. And, yeah. and and that really is our biggest audience for our product, are people that are meat eaters. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and you know the variations of that. So we're, we're talking about people who are, um, flexitarians who are mostly, uh, as you know, mostly vegetarians that will eat animal-based proteins from time to time, yeah. or they may be a reducetarian or maybe a meat reducer who are mostly meat eaters, but from time to time will choose to eat uh, plant-based, uh, and just people that are curious. Yeah. And, um, and, and we do really well in, in all those aspects. Now, of course, we truly appreciate vegans and vegetarians that like to eat our products, and I am one of them, yeah. of course, um, but uh, more often than not, and most of our customer base are actually uh, consumers that eat uh, animal-based products regularly as well.
0: Yeah. So, I, get, I mean, you're vegan. So how yeah. do you, who does the taste? Do you compare the, the meat version to the plant-based version? Do you have somebody that tries them both to kind of see what it's like?
1: Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting about uh, before the butcher is the uh, division within my company in regards to actually meat eaters and uh, vegans mm-hmm. uh, or, or plant based eaters uh, like myself uh-huh. is almost the same as our customer base. So um, most of my uh, most of the people that work for us are actually meat eaters. So it's not hard finding somebody to do that comparison. Uh, but I, I didn't uh, become plant-based that long ago. So it, yeah. it, it's been about uh, almost four years for me. I, I have a pretty vivid memory uh, of yeah. what it was like.
0: Yeah.
1: And the textures, that, that that's what's really important is that bite and chew. I, I mean, I, you know, when you eat a regular veggie burger, what we know, quote unquote, as a veggie burger, uh, it doesn't eat like an animal-based burger or like a beef burger. It doesn't yeah. bite that way. So you know immediately that you're eating a veggie burger. Yes. And people that eat veggie burgers prefer and, and like veggie burgers. They're, they're In most cases, that's what they want to eat. And, and I will eat them from time to time because that's my preference from time to time as well. Yeah. Uh, but somebody that's eating a burger like ours, our uncut burger, mm-hmm. uh, is, is looking for an experience that reminds them of an animal-based burger. Yes. And that's what we're providing. And we do a really great job of it. It's really excellent.
0: So, okay, as a vegan, like I hear, you know, there's there's so many different groups of like vegan. There's the whole plant, there's the junk. I mean, there's, they they just, people just break it down into so many tiny little categories of of how vegan, like the different vegan types there are. And so I hear from a lot of vegans that eating these, you know, eating your burger, not necessarily yours, but like eating the the plant-based meats isn't healthy and they'll say it's just as unhealthy as eating an animal burger. What what do you say to that?
1: Well, I'll say one thing, cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, and cholesterol is one of the main reasons why people have issues with their heart and, and uh, congenitive issues and, and other issues that relate to heart disease and, and other health issues. So mm-hmm. there is no cholesterol in plant-based products like this, and mm-hmm. that's important to know and realize. Uh, we also know that uh, in order for us to mimic uh, an animal based burger, like a beef burger per se, mm-hmm. uh, we, we have to uh, create uh, a product that has the similar bite, chew, texture, flavor, mouthfeel, umami taste to it, and greasiness basically. Yeah. And we have to do that by adding oils. Now, yeah. we, eat, we add the cleanest oils that we can add. We mm-hmm. add a refined coconut oil, which uh, most people would agree. Uh, in regards to saturated fat is is a healthier saturated fat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know and our canola, canola oil is expeller pressed so it 's not being processed by chemicals like most canola oils on the market mm-hmm. so uh, if you want to get down to the technical nitty gritty of our ingredients and n- nutritional facts compared to a, a regular beef burger mm-hmm. they 're actually fairly similar If you want to break down and look at the the actual point by point from uh, the oils and the cholesterol and stuff like that, uh, our burgers are definitely healthier. Mm-hmm. And what, what we really need to talk about here is the health of our planet. That's what we need to yeah.
0: talk about. Yeah. Because
1: the health of our planet is our own personal health. Yeah. And there is no question, nobody's going to argue with us that making a plant-based burger is a lot healthier for our planet than making a regular beef
0: burger. Yeah, 100%. I'll always tell people that cuz everyone's like, "Oh, it's just as bad as eating meat." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's so much better for the planet. Like you're not killing an animal." So, if you I mean, if you if you have the choice of two, the plant-based, I always tell them is the way to go, you know, for health, for for environment, for everything.
1: Well, look, I you know, I always say there's three different uh, reasons why people will try eat or want to eat products like this. Mm-hmm. One is for health reasons, right? Uh, two is for our environment, for the planet. And the third one is obviously for the for the animals and animal cruelty. Yeah. So pick your choice, pick your poison, it may be all three of them. Yeah. But each one of them, if you take each one of them separately, we're still better than a beef burger.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so where do you see plant-based meats going right now? Because I see more and more you have. I think Nestle now has the awesome burger. There are so many more companies now that are seeing that there's a demand for this. Where, where, where are we going with all of this? Where, what do you see in the next five years for the future of plant-based meats and then beyond that?
1: Well, we're in a kind of crazy time right now.
0: Well, yes. Uh, and, and
1: things are things are a little bit upside down. Yeah. Uh, and everything that we knew about what we thought was going to happen, or what we projected was going to happen, or what we envisioned happening, mm-hmm. has now come uh, to uh, almost a standpoint, uh, a standstill, and mm-hmm. and we're trying to analyze how we're going to get out of this. Yeah. But my my uh, projections or my my thought process is this: we'll get out of this, obviously. Yeah. And uh, you know whatever crisis that we're in today will change and we'll figure out how to manage it. And as we get out of it, we're, we're gonna get out of it uh, running, uh, and not crawling like we've been for years, not uh, getting on our feet and walking like a toddler, we're, we're gonna be running. And the reason I say that is because uh, now we've had time to develop products. And I'm not talking specifically before the butcher and our unli- our uncut lineup of products. I'm talking about industry as a whole and yeah. big industry, food industry. As you mentioned, uh, some of the players coming in, uh, Nestle, uh, Tyson, Smithfield, uh, uh, actually most large manufacturer of food that does these type of products, if they're in the animal-based uh, protein area uh, mm-hmm. they will and are or are going to produce some type of plant based protein so either they're going to do it themselves or they've acquired company like Nestle has acquired company Tyson's doing their own thing yeah uh, you well know, they had a relationship with beyond at one point in time uh, Smithfield is doing their own thing um, and w- we're going to continue to see that so this is what I see mm-hmm. and it's changed uh, I saw 2020 as the year where we were gonna see um, somewhat of a saturation point on the plant-based burger. And I'm just saying the regular, traditional plant-based burger that matches up with a beef burger.
0: In the restaurant market or or in uh, consumer as well?
1: uh, Both, both retail and food service. Okay. Um, So it's it's gone from uh, 2019 where um, we saw, the large, uh, a lot of the large chains jumping on board and either going into trial or actually putting products, um, you know, out there for the consumer like uh, Burger King and uh, Del Taco and uh, Dunkin' Donuts and, and so on and so forth, and others like Mac- McDonald's going into trial and, and Kentucky Fried Chicken going into trial. Yeah. Uh, all of that will continue. And we'll get. And keep in mind, behind the scenes were all these small mom and pops, and and these small regional chains, and, and pizza places, and everybody else that was doing the same thing, and actually were ahead of, um, you know, ahead of the uh, fast food chains. So we're going to continue to see that. That will continue to grow, and um, you know we've we've hit a point here. Obviously, we we're, we're losing several months or more where this would have just been steamrolling. Yeah. Uh, and and so we've we've come to a virtual stop, uh, and it's going to take a, a little while for it to start turning again. And it may be late 2020 into 2021 where we start seeing that saturation. And I, but I'm talking mostly in regards to the burger itself. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the retail end. So, uh, late uh, on the retail end, it was owned pretty much exclusively by Beyond Meat and the Beyond Burger. Yeah. Uh, for uh, several years. Yeah. So um, that changed last year. Uh, we were one of them that changed it because we launched our uh, lineup of, and we like to call it the first family of plant-based patties, uh-huh. launched four patties and offered a variety that nobody else was offering. And to this day, nobody is offering. And we're going to see more of that. So what, what we're seeing now is the retailers went from, we'll take whatever you got as fast as you can get it to us to now. And as we move forward, Hey, now we have choices. We're going to decide who's going to go into our, um, plant based area, whether that's in the meat department or it's already in their vegan or vegetarian area or in the frozen uh, department, they will determine where it goes. We encourage them just like Beyond Meat did to put us in the meat department, okay. uh, but they, the retailers will make that choice. We, we can only encourage them to put us in certain areas and, and they'll make that choice. I think what we're going to see now is the the burger will be, um, you know, we're pushing it back three or six months. There's going to be kind of a saturation point. Everybody's going to say, I've got enough of that. What else do you have? Yeah. And that's why we hit the market really fast and said, Hey, look, before you ask me what we have, let me show you what we have. We've already got variety here. And uh, we're going to continue to see that not just from uh, before the butcher and our uncut lineup of plant-based proteins but from other manufacturers as well once they catch on to what we're doing
0: yeah well speaking of catching on um and you know i don't have a food a a science food industry background like that but how do you I, i imagine that so many of the burgers have very similar like the core the core ingredients of the burger really don't vary too much from brand to brand do they
1: um no. So what What you would see, the biggest variance is going to be the main protein. Yes. So if the main protein is pea protein or soy protein or a combination of pea and soy or uh, any other pro or, or, or a gluten, a wheat gluten, a wheat protein, mm-hmm. um, there are various different things. There's potato protein and rice protein. There's a lot of different variations. There is going to be a main uh, protein source. Yeah. And today, that main protein source is one of two. It's, it, it's either soy or it's um, pea. Okay. And then after that, then it's just, um, it's how the product is handled by the manufacturer that creates that bite, chew, and texture. And uh, the, the binding process is very similar. All of us use a very similar binding process. We all have to mix our, our product in a certain way. Uh, I, I would guess that there's a similarity uh, in the way we do that in order to come, you know, get a, a finished product that has that bite, chew, and texture. Mm-hmm. And then it, what it really comes down to is how we um, provide the color in that product and then the flavor profile or the spices that are in there. And okay. if you were to sit down and you could probably get a half a dozen plant-based burgers today and sit down and lay them all out and try them, you would notice that each one of them has a distinctive flavor profile that's different from the competitor. It's not like ground beef where you go to one guy and says, hey, here's ground beef, here's my ground beef, here's my ground beef. And as long as they're all 80-20, you know, combination of 80% beef and 20% fat, they're going to taste pretty much the same. It's different with these type of burgers. Now, We've separated ourselves a little bit because uh, we believe we have better nutritionals. We have our ingredient profile is uh, list is generally shorter than our competitors. And we also have much lower sodium, which we think is really, really important. In, in our four-ounce burger, we have 260 milligrams of sodium. Our competitors, uh, most of our competitors are in the upper threes, pushing for upwards of 700 milligrams. And that's a big issue for a lot of people. Yeah. Sodium is, is not that good for us. Uh, and a lot of people are concerned about it, especially in products that are processed. Yeah. Uh, and a, a lot of uh, vegan or vegetarian products that you would find in the market, whether it's frozen, uh, and I'm not talking specifically uh, plant-based products like ours that mimic uh, meat. Uh, almost any time a, a plant-based or uh, or vegan or vegetarian product generally has quite a bit of sodium in it, and, and that's a concern for a lot of people.
0: What about soy? Do you, uh, do I, so your burger has soy. Would you ever? I know a lot of people. There's so many misconceptions about soy. I mean, can we talk yeah. about that a little bit? Like, what are your what what is soy? You know, how is soy bad for you? <laughs> Let's just. just right
1: there. Let's throw it out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to take you a little b- back a little bit, and then I'll give you my opinion. And right. I think you know where I'm going to go with this. But um, remember, I, I, I basically grew up in the industry with a, with a company that uh, produces their product with pea protein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Beyond started, their, their original product, uh, which is uh, was their chicken strips, uh, and they no longer produce that product specifically, but it was a combination of soy and pea protein. Mm-hmm. It was both. And I, and I believe at that point in time, uh, they did that because they understood that soy, uh, and I don't think you would get a question for most, most people, especially people that are educated, and even from a scientific point of view, mm-hmm. soy is probably the best complete uh, vegetable-based protein available. And it has been and will be. Uh, and it's been around for thousands of years. Uh, And and I I always like to refer to it this way. If you look at uh, the people in in this world who generally we think of some of the healthiest societies uh, in the world, Uh, we generally look toward the Asian societies or Japan or somewhere over there. Mm -hmm. Now they eat three times as much soy as we do, and they've been eating it for thousands of years. Yep. And you know what? (laughs) <laughs> they don't have the cholesterol issues we have. They don't have the problems we have, uh, health problems like we have other than the ones that are starting to eat our Western diet. Yeah. Uh, they, they are actually much healthier and they live a lot longer than we do generally speaking. Even if you look at the blue zones, the blue zones are are people that live generally into their country, um, and are, are the oldest living, uh, You know, centric areas of population, uh, they eat mostly plant-based, and soy is usually a very big part of their. So, backing up again, uh, you know, pea protein is where I grew up, and I thought, hey, that's where I needed to be. Uh, I sat down with my R and D team, and they said, hey, look, we've got a lot of experience with soy, and I said, well, I, I, you know, I'd like to take a look at peas. So, we tested all types of proteins plant-based proteins mm-hmm. to make our products and over and over again in blind tests we kept coming back to soy because soy was was the one of the easier products for us to work with in regards to masking the flavor pea protein mm-hmm. can be a little bit difficult to mask the flavor there's a bitter bite to, to Uh, or flavor profile of the pea that you have to mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they've worked on that and gotten much better over the years. Uh, But when we started, it was quite challenging to work with. We also believe it helps produce a better bite, chew, and texture, more Mm -hmm. similar to meat. And that's what we're trying to mimic. So we believe that we're using the best complete protein on the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, The misconceptions uh, that are out there in regards to uh, soy protein are exactly that. They yeah. are misconceptions. Uh, and there's, there, there, there are people out there, and they're not scientific. If you yeah. look at the scientific uh, basis of soy protein, you're going to hear a lot of really positive things and how soy is good for you. The one thing I will say is like anything that you eat, you have to eat variety regularly. If you sat down and decided to eat five pounds of soy every day, you would have some issues. <laughs> But you would have issues with anything that you ate that much of every single day. You yeah. we need variety in our diets. It's really yeah. important.
0: Yeah. I mean, my dad ate carrots for like when I was a kid, he ate so many carrots, his skin started to turn orange. So <laughs> but yeah.
1: he had good vision, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe now not so much, but maybe 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 then, yes. <laughs> yeah. But definitely had had orange or skin from what from what I remember. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, look, the complexities of our bodies as human beings uh, demand that we eat a variety of different proteins and carbohydrates and fats. Mm-hmm. If we continue to eat the same thing every single day, even if it was what we would consider good for us, it probably wouldn't be so good overall.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thank you for that. I will make sure to tell people that as much as I possibly can because I'm always like, ah, the soy stuff isn't true. And they're like, oh, but it is. So I appreciate that coming from an expert because I am not one. So what is, you know, we talked about a little, but what kind of products do you want to see your company making in the next five years? Are you going to just stick with the core or are you going to expand out? Because I know um, when impossible launched their new pork product, uh, at CES in January, their founder came up and was talking about, you know, they're coming up with a, the, like another product and he didn't say what, but the, 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 the whisper around the room was, was possibly fish. Mm-hmm. So where do you, what are you focusing on after, after you're, you're starting to come out in the, um, retail markets?
1: Well, let me just say it, it took us, um, About two years uh, Mm -hmm. to come out with the full lineup we have today, which is uh, 13 different SKUs. Wow. Um, And uh, Impossible has been on the market for uh, about four years with their product, and they now have two SKUs and only one that's really used, uh, has really hit the market. Yes. It really hasn't hit the market. So uh, I I love that our competitors talk about what they're going to do, but it'd be a lot more interesting to see them actually do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because we do. So we we are uh, getting ready to launch our latest. Uh, As you know, we have a full family of plant-based patties. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are launching our full family of plant-based grounds into uh, retail. And that will will include sausage ground, our taco ground, Mm -hmm. our our regular burger ground, or just regular ground, which would be comparable to beef. And then... um, Uh, Oh, I blanked on the last one. Isn't that crazy? And then our, then our breakfast ground. So that's our, that's, that's our next roundup. And, uh, you know, we'll add four more SKUs out into the marketplace. We, I have a lot on the plate and we're thinking about a lot of things. Um, and we, we would, we would really like to get into some more, um, Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is ready to eat type products where Mm -hmm. you you could pick up a protein uh, that was ready to uh, just basically heat and serve Mm -hmm. and convenience products that you could use if you were to, you know, have a bed of rice and you could just take our protein and throw it on top with the sauce and everything already on it, ready to go. Okay. Uh, So we're we're looking at that um, very seriously, and hopefully by the end of the year, we will have some uh, uh, RTE ready to eat products on the market uh, by the end of twenty twenty.
0: That's awesome. That's I think that's that's fantastic. Uh, Are you? Do you know if you're in our vegan grocery store here? Because we actually Vegas got a vegan grocery store uh, maybe like four months ago.
1: Oh yeah. What's the name of it?
0: It's Veg In Out Market.
1: Oh, yeah. I think we're talking. You you know what's really funny? Is it V-E-G and the letter N and then O-U-T?
0: It's V-E-G and then in. I I think it's veg in out.
1: Oh, veg in out. I was going to say that's really funny because my license plate is veg in out.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's close. Um, It's close.
1: I, I actually think that we are in conversations with them right now uh, and we go through one of our retail distributors.
0: Okay. Very cool. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to talk about or add? Is there anything you want people to know that are listening?
1: You know, I, I think it's really important. I, I always get that at the end. Is like <laughs> What else do you want to add?
0: This is your I, chance.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think it's really important for people to reflect on uh, companies like ours and others out there that are making plant-based products, uh, the, the picture is is so much bigger than just the products that we make. our Our, our vision, uh, you know, our mission is to create a healthier planet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the way we do that is is by making products that are healthier uh, for the planet. And, and for us as human beings and obviously for the animals. It's, it's, a, it's a big picture. So I would always encourage everybody uh, to, to, to look at that vision and say, hey, look, if I make a choice as a human being once a week or twice a week or three times a week to go without eating animal-based protein, uh, I'm doing something not just for me, for my own health, but for the health of our planet and for the betterment of the animals who we share the planet with. And I think that's really, really important. I mean, I, you know, I'm a, an entrepreneur. Uh, my goal is to make money. Mm-hmm. I'm a businessman, right? Well, I, I, I didn't start this company to lose money. I started this company to make money. Yeah. But, but, but it was more than that. Uh, there is a mission here, and there's a vision. And we are doing everything we can to accomplish that and still be a profitable company.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, well, Danny, thank you so much for being on the good Fork. How can people find more information about, about, uh, the company?
1: You can go to eatuncut.com.: Instagram. Um, yeah, Instagram. Uh, it's at, uh, before the butcher with the, with the number four.
0: Perfect. Okay. Danny, thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. Um, it It's great talking to you. Uh, Folks, if you want more Good Fork, head over to vegansbaby.com slash Good Fork and be sure to subscribe. Danny, um, may you be well. Thank you so much for being on today.
1: Stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Good Fork. I am host Diana Edelman of Vegans Baby. I appreciate you all so much. For more on this episode and other show notes, head over to vegansbaby.com and click on The Good Fork podcast. And for more vegan dining, vegan news, and where to go eat in Vegas and beyond, head over to vegansbaby.com. Have a great one.